Romans 10:17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Thank you for listening to Now Hear This, a Faith Comes by Hearing podcast. Welcome to our show. Today, it's my pleasure to have Fergus McDonald, who is a retired general secretary of the United Bible Societies. Fergus, thanks for being here. Thank you for your invitation. It's great to be back here after almost two decades and uh, to see how Faith Comes by Hearing continues to uh, fulfill its ministry uh, throughout the world. We've had the pleasure of working with you over many years, and it's my privilege and pleasure to be here with you today. So, Fergus, you're here for a particular conference, and it's the FOBI conference. That's right. And it stands for the Forum of Bible Agencies International. Can you talk a little bit about that conference, why it's important, why all these groups gathering together is important? I think this conference is of vital importance because the focus is on uh, translating and uh, communicating and using the scriptures in multiple languages around the world. Uh, Jesus uh, told us that the word of God is the seed of the kingdom of God. And uh, this conference, I hope and pray, will help to accelerate the fulfillment by the churches of the world of the Great Commission to take the the gospel to every person in the world. Uh, we live in a world today where there are two, still two billion people who have yet to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, George Verber of OM, Operation Mobilization, has recently said that uh, at the present rate, uh, one billion of these will have died before they're reached. Mm. So it's vitally important that we accelerate the rate of reaching people with the Word of God. So, Fergus, you have been a champion and advocate of getting God's Word to people for years now. Uh, you were at one point with the Bible Society of Scotland and then becoming the, the General Secretary of the United Bible Society. So what first drew you to the Bible cause? Well, I became a Christian when I was 15. Uh, my father was a pastor, but um, I was tending to rebel against my Christian upbringing. But the Lord uh, changed all of that, and uh, he brought me to trust in him and to receive Christ into my own life uh, through the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20, where Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and I will dine with him, and he with me. And I took that promise at at Jesus at his word, And I received the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's been with me ever since. My father was a pastor, as I've said, and uh, then because of that, we had visits uh, every year from a representative of the the Scottish Bible Society, which was then called the National Bible Society of Scotland. Mm. And uh, I was a young Christian at that time, and uh, the particular representative of the Bible Society in our part of Scotland in the north was he made a profound impression upon me simply as a Christian as we talked and as he encouraged me and mentored me. And uh, that set uh, the Bible Society very high in my estimation. So from the example of uh, his, his Christian commitment and his discipleship, that was really what uh, challenged me uh, very, very, very much. Mm. When I was a missionary in Peru for a number of years, 
And when I returned to Scotland, I was a member of the local branch of the Bible Society in the town where I was pastor, and uh, I was made secretary of the branch, and through that we got the board of the Bible Society and eventually uh, became uh, general secretary or CEO of the Bible Society in Scotland. It is your, it's your understanding of God's Word and the, the impact that His Word made in your life that um, motivated you to, to get the Word to others in a way they could understand? No, oh, absolutely. Um, uh, in God's Word, it had made such a big change in my life that I wanted other people to share that. But it wasn't just what I wanted, it was the Lord commanded. Mm. And He still commands. And, uh, you know, we are, we are under orders to share the gospel with others. And uh, that's why uh, the Lord called me initially to work in a housing, a new housing estate, it's a pretty tough area in the city of Glasgow. And then we went to Peru for a number of years and worked there, uh, pastoring a church, teaching in a seminary, and then returning to uh, minister in, in a newly planted church in a new town in the center of Scotland. Mm-hmm. So decades you have been involved with missionary work, proclaiming the gospel to people, sharing God's word with people. Through everything you've seen, experienced, observed, what uh, what kind of impact have you seen when this kind of work, uh, translations, Bible distribution, what kind of impact have you seen on the people that you have been involved with? Well, I think that uh, the Bible, you know, has transformed the lives of people, especially when it comes for the first time. As I said, we worked in Peru for a number of years, and uh, uh, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, was working in translating or revising the translation of the Ketcher New Testament Hmm. as Ketcher Cusco. And... uh, uh, when that the whole Bible was published, it had enormous impact on on Quechua society. Traditionally, the Quechuistas were looked down on. And I remember in the our apartment in in Lima, across the 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 landing, there was a Peruvian family who had a Quechua houseboy. And when my friend who was translating or revising the translation of the New Testament into Quechua would speak to him in Quechua. He would put his hand up and shut it over his eyes. He was ashamed to be known as a Quechuista. Hmm. Now, the, the the translation of the Bible made a huge impact because the Quechuistas who were despised by the elitist Spanish culture realized God spoke their language. God just didn't spoke more than Spanish. He spoke their language. And that... Uh, meant it, it uplifted the culture as well as touching and transforming the lives of many individuals and planting churches throughout uh, the Andes of Peru. And I think it's hard for, for our listeners to understand because uh, many of them may have had Scripture in their language their entire lives. And the thought that our God, the loving creator of the universe, doesn't speak your language must be a devastating thought and to have uh, that realization that not only does he speak your language but he offers his word in that language that you could know him is something that's life altering absolutely and from the very beginning 
Christianity was translated. I mean, Jesus uh, performed his ministry in Aramaic, but the Gospels are written in Greek. Mm -hmm. So from the very beginning of the Christian faith, translation was an essential part of communication. So you have tremendous amounts of experience, and you've seen a lot of things over over the the time that you've you've worked in uh, Bible translation and and missionary work. What kind of uh, trends are you seeing in the future uh, as as these different Bible societies are are working together for this common goal of getting God's word to everyone? Well, I hope and pray that we may see the church continuing to grow dramatically in the southern hemisphere and in 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 the eastern Eastern world. Uh, we've seen dramatic growth there uh, in the last 50 years, mm. whereas in the West the churches have tended to decline. That's especially true in, in Europe. Uh, and that con- our situation contrasts with that of uh, many countries in Africa, in Latin America, in China, mm. and in, 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 the far, in Korea, and in, in other countries in the Far East. So I hope and pray that the growth of these churches in these areas will continue and indeed accelerate. And what I see happening and is already happening is that uh, these churches are now sending missionaries back to the West. And the West is being re-evangelized by by missionaries who are coming Mm. from Africa, particularly from Africa, from Latin America, and I believe in the future increasingly will come from China. China, the church in China is in, could become an enormous mission resource. Hmm. And we just pray that we may see this, this enormous gap which exists at the moment between those who have heard and those who have not heard uh, diminishing. And of course, theoretically, there are many people in Europe and in the United States who have access, theoretical access to the gospel, but who either don't take advantage of it or reject it. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that, uh, that they are reached. And when someone comes from another culture to share, then they realize that Christianity is not something na- national. It's not something that, is, that exists only in their own culture. It's universal. And I think that is having a significant impact. And I, my, pray, my prayer is that it will continue uh, to have that impact. It's, but we face in this, uh, particularly in, in the in our elitist media in the West and our, our, uh, uh, our secular society, we're facing a great deal of polarization today. Mm. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, division. And that seems to be becoming greater, especially in social media, in political life. Uh, it, it's, everything's black and white. And uh, there's a great deal of intolerance. And I think this is a sign that people are hurting. Hmm. They get angry so easily. They become so intolerant. They become so hateful. And uh, the gospel, uh, I believe, will help them to realize that they need the healing touch of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a sense in which uh, they see so many people as their enemy. Uh, to know and to come to know that God loves his enemies so much that he sent his own son to live and die uh, for them. 
I think that will be have a, trans, a transforming impact upon the lives of many. <clears throat> Our responsibility is to make sure that they hear that message and that they see that message and that we communicate it to them. So uh, I'm not uh, uh, discouraged about the future. I believe that you know there is a great future for the people of God in our generation, and there are many new opportunities that we've got, you know, through technology. Mm. This is one of the things we've been looking at the conference and how technology is being harnessed and, if you like, baptized into Christ to communicate the Word of God. And uh, if you think how the cell phone has transformed our lives in the past 10 years or 15 years. And to think that in many of the poorest countries of the world, people have cell phones, mm. and they are, uh, you know, they are within reach through technology. Yeah. And of course, uh, the gospel is relational. It's not just a question of of utilizing technology, important as that is. And we still need missionaries. We still need to uh, challenge and to um, equip local Christians to share their faith with others. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why the church is growing in many parts of the world, that people are sharing with their neighbors, with their friends, with their relatives, not simply the ABC of the gospel, but they're sharing what God has said to them that day through the scriptures. So the gospel is something that is up to date. It is relevant. And they, 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 they tell how, how the Bible helps people to make decisions. I remember years ago uh, when I was a pastor uh, coming across a, a charismatic uh, prayer group and they were using the Good News Bible and many of them for the first time were coming to the Bible and they had a time of testimony and one lady said that she found strength in the Bible and through prayer to resist a neighbor who was coming in and borrowing her telephone you know, he didn't have a telephone of his own, but he was phoning Australia. And in these days, there were no free phone calls via via Skype or, or WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. And it was a very expensive business. And she, it was really, he was robbing her. And she said, I got strength from reading the Good News Bible to stand up to that man and tell him he had to stop. So uh, God's Word does help people at a very practical, a very pragmatic level. Hmm. And uh, I think we have to encourage people to discover that. Hmm. You have known about Faith Comes by Hearing for a long time. What did your early involvement with our ministry look like? Well, my first involvement with the ministry uh, was when we contacted you and asked you to help us to do a Faith Comes by Hearing program among churches in Scotland, mm. uh, in which uh, people, uh, members of the church, members of churches would be encouraged to listen to the entire New Testament in 40 days. Mm. And some of your folks came over to us, uh, and it was great to have them, and we enjoyed great fellowship with them. And uh, that was that, that campaign was a very significant one. And they invited me to come here, and uh, I've been here, and I've uh, uh, we, we supported the work of Faith Comes by Hearing in different parts of the world. And uh, I had the privilege of making a video uh, of Faith Comes by Hearing work in Africa and in Scotland. Uh, and we used it in Scotland, and uh, Jerry used it here. 
Hmm. So it's been a, it's been a long, proud friendship and partnership. I know that you're a, a highly uh, honored man among our ministry um, for, for your lifetime of, of work and service. And a lot of the people who are listening to this show are younger and they may be new in their faith. They may have just come to faith and, and maybe they've been believers for some time now. But you and and the work that you've done that God has called you to and the things that he's used you for, uh, you're a, a wise giant of the faith. And so because of that, I would be honored if you could, as, as we come to the end of this episode, leave us with some of the wisdom that God has taught you uh, over, over the years that you've walked with him. I think a key part of that wisdom has been to honor Christ and... Um, I was tremendously encouraged when I worked in Peru to visit a Christian library there and discover in a theological book written by a Frenchman Mm. in the the 16th century, a man called John Calvin, in which he said the scriptures are the scepter of Christ. Now, a scepter is the symbol of a king, and uh, it is through the scriptures that Jesus mediates his lordship over us. And I think I've learned that again and again and again. And so when I come to the scriptures, I come to Christ. And he steps out of the page and meets me. And uh, I think that is the key, in my experience at least, that has been the key. And of course, the Holy Spirit makes that happen. I was reading today in the book of <coughs> Revelation that John's vision when the door to heaven was opened to him, he tells us that he was in the Spirit. Mm. And it's so important that when we read the Bible that we recognize our dependence upon the Spirit because the Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture so many centuries ago is the one who today animates it, brings the Word to life so that we hear God speaking to us. Mm. The Spanish version of the Good News Bible is entitled Dios habla hoy, God speaks today. Hmm. And that sums up the message of the Bible. But we need to have hear, ears to hear, as Jesus said. And it's so important that we not only hear, but that we obey God's word and that we share it with others. So engaging scripture is vitally important. It's so important that we live our lives daily out of the scriptures and that we enter in our own experience into the story of scripture mm-hmm. so that it becomes our story and we continue that story until Christ comes again. Fergus, I have been blessed and I'm sure that our listeners are blessed by you being on this show. Uh, I thank you for your time and, and your willingness to come. Thank you and may God continue richly to bless the ministry of Faith Comes By Hearing. On Now Hear This, we always highlight a language that has been recorded to promote appreciation for the huge variety of languages throughout the world. We want to connect you with the work being done among these people groups to reach them with the Word of God. Today's section of scripture is Philippians 3.10, which reads in English, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, become like him in his death. Here it is, spoken in the Quechua Cusco language. Nyukakamunan in Christo Teresita, Kaosarimpui Atininta, 
Llakarik masin kaita. Paihina wanyuchiska kaitapas. Quechua Cusco is spoken by 1.5 million people and has a literacy rate of between 1 to 5 percent. Well over a million Quechua people would not have access to God's Word if it wasn't for audio scriptures. You've been listening to Now Hear This, a Faith Comes by Hearing podcast. If you have any questions or anything you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, email us at podcast at faithcomesbyhearing.com. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace.